0: Hi, I'm Anne and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why
1: Not a Winona Erp fangirl podcast as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. Uh, hi, and welcome back to Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast. Hey, Casey.
0: Hello, and your How hair you. hair is looking really nice. It is? Yeah, nice little, little ice cream swoopy. It's the Mr. A a softy
1: Swirl. swirl. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's a wave, and I want to Photoshop like a little surfer. Oh, yes. Sometimes when it's really good.
0: There's a cartoon like that, like a guy with a really big wave on the top of his head. My son used to watch it. Yeah, I can't remember what it is now, though.
1: So, Casey, what episode are we on?
0: So we're watching episode five of season four. It's called The Holy War Part One. It's written by Noel Carboni, directed by Ron Murphy, and it aired August 23rd, 2020. 2020 like my vision used to be i can tell when you have a hard day with your eyes because you're always like this well
1: i'm i have my chi- i swear this podcast has just
0: become about my eyesight because <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you're giving me the stank eye when i can tell i can tell when you're having a hard time because you're
1: yeah my eyes are super sore today i don't know why
0: but yeah so i switched my glasses have you, i haven't even seen you wear your funky silly i'm a i'm a free spirit lady Really? Classes. Enough
1: about me. How are you? Super great.
0: <laughs> Folks at home, she's not super great. <laughs> super great. I am a thousand.
1: living alive. <laughs> I have off tomorrow because my <gasps> business partner has jury duty. Fun. So we literally had to close. No. Did I? No. You know that last year? No. It wasn't last year because last year never happened. It was, I don't know, many, many moons ago, like two years ago, maybe my business partner went to jury duty like you do, ended up on a freaking jury for over a month, an attempted do? murder trial. And I had to work by myself for the Ew. month. And I, when she left today, and I was like, "You do everything in your power to not get selected for this jury," because I am not working by myself again for a month. It was a nightmare, and I was like, "Not to make it all about me, <laughs> but it's all it about right for you, now. also." And you had a little PTSD from being on this cuckoo trial. <gasps> really? It was that bad? Went, it wasn't like graphic, but it was just like I mean, it was a lot, and she imagine. was like, you know she couldn't be on her like she, I couldn't even text her during the day because it's like she was in a trial all well, day yeah, long she's on
0: jury duty she can't be answering now, your she wasn't like
1: sequestered but it was like you're with these other people for over a month and it was non-stop like <laughs> crazy <Are> you so- <laughs> have you ever been on a jury no, you're- I've been wanting to all my life I and I never get at,
0: picked at the fact that you're like, I couldn't even text her. Like she had to listen to these things. Like, I want to make sure there's somebody <laughs> telling the truth and somebody's like, aren't you? No, she's like a s- super
1: empathetic person. So it was just really hard for her to l- realize and like. She felt everything, so both sides she felt everything, Mm, and then when the jury had to come down to it and they had to deliberate forever, and Mm. it was just like this person's life is like in your hands. That's a lot. It's too much. So what they do? I don't remember.
0: Is it illegal for us to be talking about this? Well, I'm not going to say the case. No shit, Sherlock. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I i wasn't on the jury case number a179er back
1: to the show what the heck was going on in this episode
0: we started off weird right away like we started off real weird right away
1: we opened with one of my favorite songs of like all time i love Bell canon d i
0: it's i love that song i mean that That's the song that's played in every single wedding.
1: I know, but there are like some different variations. I don't know. I just, I love that song.
0: That surprises me. Really? Yeah.
1: I find it very soothing. I find it to be like one of the most soothing songs. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. There's like even a Christmas song that has it in it. I love that that. one. It's one of my favorites. But yeah, Nicole's in a wedding dress and we see Nedley and Doc and Jeremy and they're all at this altar and Winona is walking up to Nicole saying, Boner alert. Okay. So you weren't convinced it was real at all.
0: No.
2: You immediately knew like it wasn't a real wedding.
0: Problematic from the start.
1: That I've just wanted a wedding from. Oh no. That I was like, yay. And I thought it was like, okay, it's a little weird because they're in black, but I didn't care. I was like, it's in the snow. This is real.
0: The problematic part, yeah, I knew it wasn't real. You could tell it was a dream or something, but I loved her hair. A loved her hair. Loved the black dress. I was married in a almost black dress. It was very dark charcoal gray. Um, and also why don't I had like a total cutout dress on? I need to find, you need to find for me. I'm gonna give you some, I'm gonna give you an assignment. I mean, there has to have been talk about this on some of these panel things that you talk about where Winona is always, did she get frostbite at any point? Was there a rash? Was there windburn? Did she have like some sort of side effect from being freezing cold all of the time? Her skin is completely exposed. It is in Canada or did we say Canada? And um, I think it's dangerous.
1: It is dangerous. You in behind the scenes and the other videos and stuff, you start to learn some of like the behind the scenes magic. And they, when they're not having a shoot, like they do a shoot and they immediately wrap them. There's people there that wrap them in like giant heated coats, giant heated blankets. Mm -hmm. They have warming tents in the area that when it's not your scene, you're inside this heated tent Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of that stuff and the the amount of time that they spend where their skin is actually exposed goes pretty fast but they're hardcore like these actors they go through a lot to put on this show
0: yeah I was surprised at that
1: I mean crazy harsh elements
0: it continues to get like my attention more and more I mean it has from the get-go I understand that but it's like now I'm finding it Even more fascinating, like she was. She hardly had anything on. That'd be like standing in Lambeau Stadium in the middle of a blizzard naked. You know what I mean? Like it'd be crazy.
1: Well, like the um the episode where the truck is tipped over and they're hanging from the cliff and stuff. Yeah, that's when that gets a lot of talk because that one it was crazy cold. Really? Yeah, and she was like barely. Dressed in that one too, and even Emily was like, "I'm worried. I'm worried. You're gonna, you're gonna get hurt. This is too cold, right?" um And she was like, "No, we got this. We got this. We got this." She was like, or even they should to- have a coat. Take a coat. They should be wearing a coat in this scene. She's <laughs> like, "No, the dress is too pretty. Like, we got this."
0: Yeah, that's right. And even like when they. Are talking. They're doing their lines and stuff, and I'm su- so surprised they're not like, g- 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 g. <laughs> like I am. This is I,
1: where's Waverly? <laughs> I'll find it. But there are some interviews where they've talked about how, like, like their jaw is like, yes, I or, mean, like the words are like it's hard yeah. for the words to come out because you've so been
0: cold. that cold. It's that yeah. it gets cold. Yeah, that's anyway, Sorry.
1: I do, I mean, I guess maybe it's hard for some people to fathom being that cold too because they've never lived in a cold place. But
0: could you imagine not knowing that cold?
1: <gasps> There's probably a lot of people who don't know that cold. I know.
0: I guess I never thought about that.
1: We should do field trips and take people places where it's super cold just so they get the experience. Where it's just that, fucking
0: cold. Knowing that cold <laughs> is
1: what keeps me from coming back to Wisconsin because I'm like, I, I don't Shut
0: want to be that cold. It again. gives you character. Stop no. it.
1: Yeah, I got it. And so I don't need it anymore. <sighs> All right. So... It's cold. You knew it was a dream. Yeah, I, did. I fell for it because I wanted it so badly. I was like, this is the best wedding ever. Continue. And then Nicole tells Winona that she looks pretty good and calls her sis. So sweet. And Winona says, yeah, we can get it. And they fist bump. And uh, Winona asks her if she's ready. And Nicole says she feels like she's been waiting her whole life for this moment. and She can't believe she's about to walk down the aisle to become Waverly Herb's wife. And they link arms and they walk down the aisle. And Winona starts telling her that, you know, she's, she sacrificed a lot to keep this family safe. And Nicole's like, well, yeah, of course, this place is my home. You guys are my family. And then as they get to the altar, Winona starts talking in this like funny tone. And she's like, "Hmm, if you say so. And then Nicole looks back and she's kind of, you know, scanning around for Waverly and she asks no, where Waverly is. And she says, she's not coming, not after what you did. And her face is just like very kind of sinister looking and the music uh-huh. changes and it's all very sinister. And Nicole's like, what did I do? And Wynonna says, I want to hear you say it. And then <clears> everything <throat> just starts getting crazy weird where... Like Nedley's laughing, this manic laugh and Nicole's gasping, saying that she can't say. And then Doc looks up and he has like blood dripping from his eyes and there's creepy laughing everywhere. I don't know who these people are, these guests. There's just like people we don't recognize. And Wynona holds up a cigar and says, light me up after all this is a celebration. And then Nicole's creepy laughing and she has a lighter in her hand. And then when she lights the cigar, when blows the smoke into Cole's face, and then she starts coughing and gagging, and so does everyone in their seats, and they start dropping to the ground. And I'm like, "Great, everyone has COVID." Even when you were watching it with me, you were like, "They're not coughing in their elbow." Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're like, coughing no, cough your elbow, <laughs> coughing your elbow," because they're all just they're like, like coughing <laughs> into the air, and your face is like, "Oh my god, <laughs> cough into your elbow." Yeah, because we're all. Crazy from COVID.
0: I just have there's like these crazy ass flashbacks, and like all of a sudden, then you see a scene of all the people like <laughs> laying on the ground. And it reminds me of like a TikTok video where people are dancing and then all of a sudden they stop and they like do whatever. It was like everyone was like <coughs> and then <gasps> everyone was on the ground <laughs> it dead. It doesn't sound funny. It's hilarious so as it is in my brain. It's hilarious. So anyway. Um, the hot wakes up and she's in the homestead and she's coughing and hacking and she wakes up to the sound of the smoke alarm that's going off. And she tries to wake up Waverly, but the smoke is totally coming in through the door and she cannot stop coughing. She also cannot wake up Waverly. So, um, she puts like Waverly over her shoulder, like a sack of potatoes and then <clears throat> opens the door to all these flames and starts down the hallway.
1: I want to point out how Nicole's rescue training kicks in here. First of all, she keeps her boots right next to the bed, which is very smart. And then she grabs a shirt, she wets it with water, holds it over her nose and mouth to protect her from the smoke. And then she uses the same shirt to grab the doorknob because you know the handle could be hot, hot on fire. And then I also want to pay tribute to the purple shirt that she uses during this whole fiasco, because I believe it's the same purple tank top that we see in the Good Morning Bonus Blanket episode
0: 301. What? (laughs) How do you know she used a purple tank top?
1: Because I watch it with a critical eye. And it just so happens that just yesterday after we watched it, like someone was posting things about with that, with the purple tank top in the in the scene, because Twitter's crazy, and people will just be like, "Thank goodness for the purple tank top." Really? And I was like, "I think that's the tank top she just. I think that's the shirt she just used in the episode we just watched." Oh my god! To cover her mouth, and then I froze it and I blew it up, and I'm pretty pretty sure Oh, pretty
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay that's all right, the level that's i've
1: taken this all to mm. at this point and you
0: have but that's good i'm jealous because i can't
1: you're going to trust me you'll get there you know i like emergency preparedness and nicole's all over it and then we're in the barn bedroom and winona wakes up and she's dead asleep and just wakes up drawing a gun and we see who she's drawing a gun on, and it's Doc. And she's like, why are you sneaking around my barn? He says, why are you sleeping with a pistol under your pillow? Turns out Doc has been keeping watch over all of them since they're under siege. And Winona says, hey, fastest gunslinger in the West, I outdrew you. He's like, no, you didn't. I didn't draw at all, which is a good point. He's like, no, you I knew you weren't going to shoot yeah. me, whatever. And she's like... By the way, have you ever been out, John? And it turns out that he hasn't, and he also doesn't need sleep now because he's a vampire. Right, which I am so envious of what just never needed sleep. I like sleep, but if you never needed it, you wouldn't feel sleepy, so you could get so much done.
0: You could get so much done, but man, do I love a good sleep!
1: You only like it because it feels good, but you wouldn't. It wouldn't even feel good if you were a vampire because you
0: wouldn't even need it. You don't think he feels run down ever? Just like, ugh, out of energy. No. He needs to take some vitamins. I think he's just on the go all the time. He probably has the cleanest house.
1: I don't know where he lives. I don't know, but it's season clean. five. So we can find out where Doc lives. Winona points out that they haven't really discussed all this vampireness. And Doc points out that there's much that they fail to discuss, which is true. They're not very good communicators. Mm-hmm. And then Winona gets out of the bed saying that talking is overrated. And just as they're about to smooch, Winona sniffs him and asks if he ate another fireman and smeak. Speaking of smoke, Winona looks smokin'. I thought you weren't going to
0: wasted. say anything. Oh my god! You thought
1: yeah. it was going to gloss over the high-waisted <laughs> underpants was like. she was wearing and looking smokin' in. And then had the bl- the black um,
0: old man socks pulled up.
1: <laughs> I was trying to say if those were socks or if she wore her boots. I too thought bed. they were
0: boots like, too, what and the then I is she mm-hmm, And then I paused it. I was like, mm-hmm. um. But also, again,
1: how warm is it in that barn? We can see through the walls. Thank you. How is it not freezing in there? And you can't have a space heater in there because there's like hay in there. It would burn down the barn. It's not safe. Thank you. Also, I noticed she doesn't even have a fitted sheet on that mattress. No, she
0: doesn't. (laughs) No, she doesn't. And one stinking little blankie with those undies on. That's it. I mean, if I were her, especially in the situation that she's in, you know, like in purgatory and shit, that um, I wouldn't be going to bed without being completely ready to get up at any moment's notice.
1: There's her prepared, her level of preparedness, and Nicole's level of preparedness. Two different levels of preparedness. When like yeah. it was just like, I got peace. No, it wasn't peacemaker. It was
0: just a regular gun. It's just a regular it's gun. Like yeah. I got my gun.
1: That's all I need. Nicole's like, I need to have my boots next to the bed. Right. Water. Like
0: yeah. Speaking of glasses of water next to beds, do you sleep with
1: a glass of water next to your bed? Not a glass, straw cup like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you? No. Your mouth doesn't get dry at night?
0: No. And there was just this thing on Facebook and one of my mom groups that um, they were asking people about what's on their nightstand, you know, bedstand or whatever. And everybody had water. They took pictures. Everybody had water. I yeah. was like, man, I guess I need to get some water.
1: Maybe we put a Facebook poll, not a Facebook, a, a poll up on Twitter, see if Maybe. people have a glass of water when they go to bed. Or drink of some sort. Mm -hmm. You don't have any drink? Mm -mm. Are you parched when you wake up? No. I wake
0: up 150 times a night. To go get a drink? No, because I sleep like this because my kids are all over the fucking place. (laughs) (laughs) I sleep with one eye open. Do you have them bring you a drink? No. (laughs) Like, while you're up, bring me a glass of water. (laughs) Give me some crystal light. So,
1: anyway, they go running out of the barn and uh, they realize that the house is on fire. They're screaming for Waverly, Nicole, Rachel. Rachel runs out with a fire extinguisher saying that she put it out, but unfortunately there were some fatalities. The couch didn't make it. And most of Waynona's porn didn't make it either. And then Nicole comes out with a seemingly lifeless Waverly. And there's this moment, moment of panic where Waynona and Nicole just like yell at her to breathe and wake up and they call her an asshole. And then she finally takes a big breath. And I guess that's like purgatory's version of cpr like you don't actually do anything you just just scream and yell at them and call them an asshole and finally they take a breath
0: (laughs) that's a good point they're just like wake Wake up up. you asshole what if you
1: infected
0: i don't want to have to get close to you and then kick her in her side (laughs)
1: and then they tell her to not ever do that again and she's like i don't even know what i did she just Mm. wakes up in a trance right did she really have that much smoke inhalation or is she just a heavy no
0: i think that something else was going on because even when she was in the bed and the smoke alarm was going off she was dead like dead of the world Mm. you know it probably was some sort of silly supernatural voodoo that you do I don't know.
1: <laughs> Voodoo that you do so well makes me want to yell.
0: <laughs> so the next morning, it appears to be the gangs all sitting outside. And um, I just noticed in that scene as well that there's like a shit ton of sandbags in the background. Yeah, it's which, been there
1: since we came back.
0: What are they for? The flood?
1: No, just like to protect the, like everything's like a fortress there now.
0: I suppose. Yeah, what's in the goddamn semi truck trailer? I don't know. Are we going to find out ever? Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, I so... thought they were
1: sitting on the porch because, like, they had to air out the house. Like, they couldn't; it was too smoky to go.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Go. Yeah, that yeah. they were just all sitting out there freezing. Um, but Doc mentions that it's lucky that the house is built with strong hands from stubborn wood. <laughs> and then Winona goes, "That's what I called my last boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> and then looks down and says, "Inappropriate." And Rachel asks, "Why?" Cause he's dead or something or because he's Waverly's angel dad. <laughs> and then Wynonna just goes, yes. <laughs> and Rachel um, is questioned about starting the fire and she's like, uh, no, it wasn't me. I wasn't, um, I wasn't near it. It started in the living room. Um, but Waverly. wait
1: okay so she says and anyway it started in the living room so she's not only an expert in the medical field but she's now a fire investigator this rachel
0: well she put out the fire so she knows how does she know it started in that room i think that's all that was on fire was the couch because she says all we lost was the couch and the porn okay because it's not like it spread i mean they had enough smoke and everything to make it look like it was all over the house but it wasn't also i want a um blueprint of this house because every time i do because as they were the camera was panning up on the house it looked like it was a one-story house we know that there's stairs in it we're very very on we for sure know that there's stairs and they're going i can't wait until you can get
1: on twitter more because there's stuff all over twitter
0: people think this too yeah so anyway um to go back for a second waverly claims that or questions rachel saying that um was she in a tic-tac trance which i can understand if she was um but anyway so no she didn't do it then winona looks at hat and we really and asks if uh they were and then she starts pounding her fists together and then doing the scissor thing like as if they were Going to ignite a spark or something like that on the couch. And um, she's like, That's why they make lube. And Hot's like, uh, that's actually not why they make lube. We do that because we're sparking anything. And why not go Wynona goes, agree to disagree. So, um, anyways, they think that they've been attacked again and they are pretty darn sure it's by the clantons but they're not for sure it's by the Clintons. And Doc says that. All of the prints in the snow are theirs. You can see him like in the background, kneeling down, looking at all the snow, doing his investigation. All the prints are theirs. So how did the person or thing get in? Did they fly? What was the situation? Is it supernatural? And then they go through a list of um, reasons why the Clantons are supernatural, like... There's a whole list and I didn't write it down.
1: They guess that it's something supernatural and they were like, Are Reapers supernatural? And they all agree that Reapers are supernatural. Duck says, Yeah, but it walked, the Reaper walked on two legs.
0: That's right. Okay. Um, And then they do go, they continue through this list of why the Clantons would be supernatural. Um, And doc wants to like just have everybody cool down a little bit oh yeah because when more... like
1: oh it had like flojo it slashed me with its flojo nails yeah like this it did that yeah
0: and so he wants to find a more measured response then winona makes some snarky remark remark about doc's boss amen and the size of his dong and doc insists that he has never seen it and definitely doesn't know the size of his and then like gets all nervous and wiggles his head all weird, mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious.
1: The way he was like, he was protesting a little yes. too much to have not actually seen mm-hmm. the size of his
0: dome. I
1: agree. And they agree that or they agree that they should go check with Eamon to see if you know he's got any information on what could have gone down around here. And so to do that, they've got to go to the glory hole. <laughs>
0: I'm sad that we haven't seen Mercedes perform again at the
1: glory hole. She's MIA. She must have the day off. Uh, so Winona and Please. Doc walk into the glory hole, and Winona immediately just says, Say hello to my little friend. And she shoots a crossbow at the bar, breaking a bottle of booze. And Eamon is thrilled to finally meet the Winona herb. And he says that he's so happy that Doc finally brought her to meet him. Doc says, well, she goes where she pleases, despite my protestations. Eamon's all flirty and says, in the future, if you want to hurt me, just say please. And is like a little bit flirty back. I know you don't care for him. i don't so this whole scene i'm like blah 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 blah. amen blah blah and doc has this look on his face that shows that he he clearly does not like that there's like this banter going back and forth and he literally steps in between them they're there for information on who may have set the homestead on fire and doc i don't i don't think you have to worry because i don't think amen's her type she would she'd have to be under a spell or
0: something yeah no and plus I think he's not necessarily he's just not Not into chicks he's just not her type
1: so yeah so I don't I don't think Doc has to worry I don't think she would fall for him and Eamon says that only a coward would set fire to a home full of women Winona thinks that's a little bit sexist and she's like but just tell us it was the Clantons right and he says we try not to say the c-word around here they've always been a scourge Nona gets this confused look on her face and says, Ebenezer or McDuck? And he's like, no, 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 no. no. Scourge, not Scrooge. <laughs> and Nona wants to know you know, what are the Clantons? Are they demons? Are they revenants? Like, what's the situation? And he says that they're kind of a little bit of both. And then he whispers into her ear that she really needs to get her magic gun and fight back. She tells him that that's great advice, Dorothy Dix had, which Dorothy Dix was an American journalist and advice columnist. Uh, she tells him that she doesn't know where Peacemaker is, but that's okay because it turns out Eamon does. Hmm
0: us i don't trust him and at that point when we were watching and we heard that i'm like she better not fucking trust him either he's icky and creepy and he owns a place called the glory hall with a big vagina stage yeah where did he come from we don't know all of a sudden the glory hall pops up during covid like who's building businesses during then nobody especially glory holes well no actually no gross Uh, (laughs) never mind (laughs) (laughs) so then we're at the bbd office in town and jeremy is um all snarky looking with these sassy glasses on like chips guy which i can't remember his name now damn it um Anyway, so he's going through Cleo's office and explaining what needs to go before they move in. And he thinks the leopard couch can be donated to a stripper charity. I kind of love the leopard couch personally. I'm like, that has just enough sass that I could use that somewhere.
1: Did you see one of the chairs that they like wheeled out? Like it was one of those chairs that's kind of shaped like a shoe too. I didn't see it. And it was also leopard print.
0: When I sold, you know, once when I sold those. Um, It was a stupid MLM and it was just lame and whatever. And I got scooped in somehow. Uh, If somebody presented a cult to me, I'd be like, I'm in. Okay, fine. Anyway. So the person who was the cult leader of that, she was, had me over to her house one time and she had a shoe chair like that in leopard. I thought she was so cool. And she always had cat eye glasses on and she always looked real sassy, and all <laughs> her makeup done and all this. And she's talking about vibrators all the time. i like, I kind of dig her. I wonder what she's doing now.
1: Yeah. Jeremy's like all like, he's got the aviators on and aviators. Like thank you. Straight out of top gun. And I'm like, he's got this confidence. Like who does he think he is? Like, deputy chief chetri all of a sudden
0: no he's the capitan now
1: well he's still just an agent he's not deputy chief don't talk about jeremy like that
0: he's finding his way
1: overstepping he's got some confidence and sweat all of a sudden for sure sure. does.
0: and cleo is not digging that at all she's like i hate you and Mm -hmm. um jeremy's like uh You know, again, I'm the captain now by order of BBD. So um, that sheriff guy walks in. I forgot his name. Holt. Holt. Got it. You know how many times I typed sheriff guy because I didn't want to. (laughs) Fuck him. (laughs) Sheriff guy. guy Comes in and um, Cleo then throws a glass pineapple. Do you know what a pineapple is symbol for? Fertility. No. I I don't. don't know it's the international symbol now of swingers so if you have a pineapple on your door it doesn't For mean real just welcome it means i just found welcome. out someone i
1: used to work with is a swinger i just found this out yesterday do i know them no but it's not someone well i don't know if i would have suspected it but i have so many questions and i can't get the answers because i don't really like see them anymore
0: well plus There's you're gonna so, so what are you questions. gonna like call and be like hey Susie q i have some questions <laughs> about um your swinger lifestyle she'd be like oh <laughs> go ahead yeah, but that was
1: my weekend uh, goss so that's funny so you looked up what no i happen to no, i
0: learned that in the news
1: oh i was like i didn't even think twice about her having a tantrum and throwing a glass pineapple so, do you think that's why she had a glass pineapple?
0: I don't know. And by news, I mean TikTok.
1: <laughs> we we all know your news channel. <laughs> Reporting
0: live from the TikTok news. <laughs> um. No, I don't know. But that's what I just thought of when I saw her glo- or throw the glass pineapple. And what if you just like tropical things? You're
1: going to tell people the oh, wrong message. Sure. I think I have a no. Hawaiian shirt with pineapple all over it. Yeah, people no, are going to be like, hey.
0: No, I mean, you know, it's fine. You're fine. I didn't
1: even know my town had swingers. I'm impressed.
0: Of course. My town has swingers. This Never mind, I'm not going to tell you that story. <laughs> pineapple throwing. Uh, yep. Swingers, so, he th- and Jeremy's movers. like, um, "Oh, fine, throw the pineapple." That's one last thing that the movers have to um, move. He said that they're, which the movers are going to be there soon, and so is the rest of the special agents. So he has to uh, get going, and they all have to get going as well. So. Um, Then Cleo tells the Holt guy, the sheriff guy, to grow some paws and stand up for himself. Well, apparently, ma'am has told them to stand down. So then Waverly and Hot come in, and um, Holt is actually passing by Hot, and Hot, under her breath, says, "Uh, I know what you did. And then he stops, and he's like, what, beat you over being sheriff? (laughs) And then Jeremy walks in, and Waverly is so excited to see them, and they... hug so tight and they're so happy to see each other and um hot obviously is not as happy to see jeremy and um is like so where the fuck have you been really she's pissed like you fell off the face of the earth for a while and um jeremy's like um yeah i had a lot going on and plus i knew that you could handle yourself which isn't okay in my book anyway so um they brought a big bowl for him to use as a, for an office warming gift and some balls because we really know that he loves balls.
1: Yeah, so she's wait, Nicole's all weird, right? And she's like, mm, "Is that what I did? Yeah. I handled myself, right?" Right. Yeah, she. I agree. She she has every right to be pissed. Like, what could be so important that you were doing that you, you know, couldn't call. Or help me out, whatever. And then, like, what were you thinking when she held up the bag of balls?
0: Pier One Imports. Me
2: too.
1: Save bitch. Up. I have in my notes, and I'm like, and she holds up a bag of Pier One Imports balls. I didn't know Shut Purgatory up. had a Pier up. One. I'm not. I will send you my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Purgatory had a Pier One.
0: Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, That's it's like totally the only place one. you can get those <laughs> stupid samples. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> pure <laughs> one.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And he asks, uh, "Why she smells like burnt marshmallow cologne?" And then he asks if it's unisex. It's <laughs> unisex. <laughs> kind of dig it. Is it a regional thing? We had one, one here.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I think it's all it over. Closed though. Are they all closed now? No, the one here is not closed. Can you it's believe it's still it? booming?
1: Is I don't it know if it's just the same stuff they've been selling since forever it has to be bigger I... balls and potpourri and candles and and wicker furniture those big bird
0: chairs oh god those stupid chairs I you know what though through COVID I have missed going to home goods oh yeah there's one down the street for me oh really yeah yeah Lucky.
1: and a Marshall's yeah because they're on all, on all the like combined thing. now yeah they're mm-hmm. like incestuous so we're back at the <laughs> <laughs> sister stores Mm-hmm. Back in the <laughs> glory hall, Sisters. <laughs> Sisters. Oh well, my God. Are. <laughs> glory hall. Eamon is pouring drinks and he's telling them how, you know, basically, as a club owner, he hears all the hot goss, and it's because demons drink too much and they can't hold their liquor. They get loose lips. He says Manu he heard a few people ships. talk about a place where cherished, forgotten items end up. And my Nona gets a sad face, and she's like, "Well, Peacemaker wasn't forgotten. She just kind of disappeared on me." Doc wants to know why a demon would help a demon hunter. Right. Find her demon destroying gun. He says that the Clantons are more powerful than they both think they are, and he doesn't bottom for anyone—not even you—as he looks at Doc. Which I disagree. He's got the hots for Doc.
0: You and think well, it's been since the first time they met? Is this now just been very clear about parking your? And Waynon like, Ooh, isn't he your boss?
1: You should call HR. <laughs> uh, the catch is that the people who have Peacemaker, they're going to want an offering. known as like, What? Gold, frankincense, tickets to Lizzo. He writes what they need on a coaster. And he's like, Once you have it, you know, the people will find you to make the trade doc's like if this is a wild goose chase and then winona cuts him off and says we will kill the shit out of you yeah yeah do it
0: winona and you know what it could be because he is a jackass he seems like a jackass
1: they don't have a lot of options right now no they don't they got to kind of
0: try something so now we're back at bbd office and jeremy and waverly are moving in and while hot, is actually putting a little tiny latch on the door. And I was like, what is, ha-? when we're watching it, I'm like, that's not going to keep anybody out. Like with little tiny click latch. And she thinks it's going to keep out the blah and order for a while. But then Winona just bursts in, doesn't even use the handle, just bams into the door. And of course the lock goes flying. And she goes right over to Jeremy and she says, get over here, nerd burger. And then they hug big. Then um Jeremy goes over to Doc and hugs him so hard. And he's like has his head on his chest. Jeremy has his head on Doc's chest and, and says that it feels so good to be home in your arms. And he's like pushing Doc down on a desk. And like, I
1: love that Doc. he has no shame in showing Mm-mm. his love for Doc. For Doc. Like their right. romance is just so true. And neither one of them feels any shame about just letting it
0: fly yeah and then Winona informs everybody that the Clantons are more than meets the eyes and actually Eamon is scared of them but won't say why and also Eamon knows where Peacemaker is hot thinks that it's kind of ironic like why would a demon want to tell you where Peacemaker is that doesn't make any freaking sense just then hot like it's this like weird look on her face kind of a stone face or something or a blank face I guess and holds up the drill that she was using to put in that little latch lock thing, and like it's a gun, and pulls the drill trigger, so it just <laughs> keeps zing. Yeah, and um, I think she's pointing it at Winona, but you can't really tell, like in that direction. But then Winona shouts, "Yo, Extreme Makeover Homo Edition, kill the drill!" And Hot just kind of snaps out of it, and she apologizes, and she's like, "You know me and power tools." <laughs> So they continue to talk about how it's risky to put um, faith in this, like, and trust into this demon. But, like, really, what choice do they have? So they don't really have anything else. Hot then says, like, what do you think you're going to find? I've scoured the GRT and Yahtzee. They found nothing. Apparently... Yahtzee doesn't really work in that sentence because Yahtzee is a good thing. Like she would have say Yahtzee if she found it.
1: Right. You'd be like, bingo.
0: Bingo. Yahtzee. Right. Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee. Waverly's like, yeah, we got to show you how to really play that game. And Winona goes on to say that like they all agree that even though Amon is a sexy and then Doc goes, <clears throat> she goes a sketchy demon douche. She has to trust him. Like, what are the choices there? So the team appears to be unanimous. And also, has anyone seen Rachel since this morning? Cut then to Rachel bending down into a, in a snowy area near a bunch of different kinds of fences, like a horse fence and a barbed wire fence. And she checks her phone while Waverly is calling her to find out where she is. This is the call. And then texts Waverly saying that she's at the rec center and blow it's lame or whatever. And she may or may not be back for dinner, but she's not at the rec center. She's not at the boys and girls club of purgatory, which is thriving because of their extra funds. Yeah. The extra funds they've gotten through all of the, um, through all of like the gala that they threw and everything you know it's really a nice place the rec you center have
1: foosball and air hockey
0: i mean room. the place is being overrun by demons but anyway right. but so feel
1: free to go hang out at the teen at center. The I'm rec sure it's center super
0: safe super safe super safe um but surprise she's not at the rec center she's at billy's ranch with binoculars spying on like a herd of deer I didn't understand that <laughs> is that the deer that weren't supposed to be there <laughs> i was like what there's like rodents like why are there all of these deer in the, you middle like, of the yard again, deer that billy could eat that are in his
1: own yard well
0: that's why i was like wait a second is this some sort of plot twist like he's choosing is to joke? eat chipmunks is this is a joke yeah <laughs> But then I'm thinking, what kind of fucking deer are they? That if they, if they weren't supposed to be there, if they were just like rando deers that happen to be walking through this ranch, they have no fear of a probably quite a few um technical people and actors and whatever they have going on in the background, they're just like, hmm, fucking whatever. It. They what might drop do? a
1: cookie. I don't know.
0: What are you gonna do? Shoe me. <laughs> yes,
1: they might get shot dumb deer <laughs> with a camera
0: from the film people well that's the only kind of shot deer, they're gonna get do deer know that the, the, the cameras could have been automatic weapons i don't
1: know why the deer feels so free to roam about there so maybe they're just used to people being around and
0: maybe i don't know i don't it have weird. they
1: don't have the behind the scenes answers i bet kevin from knows the deer kevin probably knows we'll find we'll ask kevin when doc says it might not be a good idea to put their faith in a demon with questionable morals Waverly shrugs and says, I don't know. It's worked for me in the past. Well, she looks at Doc because he was he's a demon with questionable morals and she's put her trust in him. And it's, you know, always steered her in the right direction. It's like he's always been her man. So I thought that was really sweet and worth pointing out. And then the whole Rachel, like she's holding the phone. Waverly calls her. She immediately... To rejects the call but texts her immediately, I'd be like, You're clearly holding your phone because you just texted me. Why couldn't you pick up the phone and talk to me? Right? Because she's a kid. Like, I'd be Oh, like, you would
0: say that's your kid. Yeah. Be, I've done I mean, that I mean, she's number. older.
1: Oh, yeah, I do it all the time. Cause like, why are you calling me? First of all, mm-hmm. like if we can handle this in a text or
0: text it, we're not no, doing I'm gonna that. Continue to call you. I'm going to call you all the goddamn time. You
1: never call me. We never talk on the phone. When people, like, if Kat calls me, I'm like, did you mean to call me? Call me? (laughs) I'm always so shocked when someone actually calls me.
0: Mm.
1: And, like, clearly this was a mistake. My friend
0: goes, um, I'm trying this new thing, and it's called using my voice (laughs) when she calls me. I was like, oh. She goes, I did it the other day, and it really worked nicely. So I'm calling you now. (laughs)
2: I
1: actually had to call Cat today because we went back and forth a few times, and I was like, "Hey, can you just explain this to me with real words? Like, what <laughs> what am I doing?" Um, okay, and so then, so then she texts her right back, but she she does a barf emoji talking about how mm-hmm. lame it is at the rec center, and I was like, "Is that foreshadowing? Now a whole bunch of barfing is going to happen, right?" Like she, Rachel wouldn't know that, but no, I was like, that's. Funny that that's the emoji she used. Yeah, and I then suppose. like soon we're going to have all this barfing.
0: Mm-hmm. What's your favorite emoji?
1: Right now I like this one.
0: Mm-hmm. My favorite <laughs> one is. Wait.
1: Okay. So you're saying like the yellow face with the grimacing, like just the like, teeth.
0: but it's like, like a. am eh. nervous.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Um, Mine is like the shrugging shoulders. Yeah. Hands in the air. Like, oh, mm-hmm. but if you look at your phone, what are your most like used ones yeah that's my number one and thumbs
0: up mine is a heart a crying face an eye roll the nervous "Mm," and then the eye widening like "Mm?"
1: (laughs) shruggy thumbs up heart sideways crying emoji fire and then the winky the winky winky one really they also have a banana and a pretzel so i'm not sure what's happening
0: (laughs) Well, I can honestly say the last three texts I've gotten from you were all thumbs up. So,
1: yeah, that's the one that pops up right away and it kind of auto chooses it for me.
0: No matter what. Hey, heard that you're having a real bad day. (laughs) No,
1: fine. (laughs) Really? Your mom just died? (laughs) Uh Good. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, Roger. Hmm.
0: Strange.
1: (sighs) So then we're at the Ghost River Triangle Museum, which is next to the Rec Center and the Pure one (laughs) imports. And Winona, even Winona jokes like, huh, who knew the GRT had a museum? And some snobby girls, like literally everyone. And Winona says that they shouldn't let mean girls in museums. It should be a sacred, sacred place for geeks like Comic-Con, which it's funny that she says mean girls because then they have all these mean girls references in this whole exchange, right? Doc points Winona in the direction that they should look based on Eamon's intel and Wainona is just full of funny quips in the scene, like now museum, now you don't. And she doesn't even go doesn't
2: here. Go here.
1: <laughs> and Wainona finds Doc watching an old movie. She peeks her head in and says, wrong turn, MapQuest. Do you remember MapQuest?
0: Oh, my God. I talk about this all the time. Do you I talk about- even know what MapQuest no. was? And I was thinking about when I had to travel around for my... Job doing estimates. And it was pre cell phone with a map. It was pre all that. And I'd have to print off a MapQuest. And God forbid I missed something along the way.
1: Kids, youngsters, our phones used to not have GPS in them. You needed to go to a website before you left your house, type in where you were leaving from, where you were going, and MapQuest would find the route for you. And then you had to print it out on your print, like we had printers in our houses back then. People barely even have printers now. And then you would have, it's basically just printed a map for you. Instead of having like a big map, you had to sh- 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 unfold.
0: Yeah. Talk about and- old school. I say oh, I've old. had to do that too. Like unfold a map and figure out where we yeah. are going, which by the way, I love. You love maps? <gasps> I love maps.
1: I, I like, like maps if I'm a passenger, but it's a pain in the ass if you're the driver. because you got. I could over. sit
0: and look at maps for an hour hour just me and a map i get it from my mom she still chooses to bring out a map
1: in my car just in case like other shit doesn't work because technology has failed me far too many times it's a good backup but yeah and then even when we did get gps it was like still not in our phone it was a separate thing you attach to your dashboard and they sucked because they would just choose to not work in certain areas like one time i was driving into downtown chicago which is like the place I needed the GPS the most because I had no idea where anything was in downtown Chicago. And as soon as I was surrounded by the tall buildings,
0: like the signal
1: couldn't get to my car anymore. So it just like was like, fuck you. I don't know where you are. You're on your own now. And then it's like, where are you going to pull over? There's traffic everywhere. But that's what you'd have to do. You'd have to pull over, get out your old time mappy map and good luck folding that thing back up.
0: Yeah. I always used to look at the map before. I still do it. Look at the map before going, get all everything in my head. Like, okay, this is where I mm -hmm. So I have it in my head just in case everything stops working.
1: The worst would be like if I was driving up north at night to go to like my grandma's cabin. Mm. and then it would like shit out and I'm by myself just me and my dog in the middle of nowhere <sighs> where all the killers live like mm, so well, you
0: remember when I came to Laguna Beach to meet you and I got into a taxi because they weren't Ubers or anything like that and the guy had a tom-tom and we were coming from the airport to the hotel in Laguna Beach And he got so fucking lost. I thought we were going to die. And I had no battery left on my phone. I did not have any type of like GPS on my phone. It was a Nokia, but we could text back and forth. And I'm like, my phone's going to die. I'm going to die. I don't know where we are. It was like a dead end road. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was, it was. Yeah. You got there super late too. Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, kids, you have no idea how easy it is to get from point A to point B now no and then she asks if oh is this the guy from the big lebowski and no it turns out it's doc and he's watching a movie of her great-great-grandpa
0: wyatt Herb. um it was funny when she goes she doesn't even go here and then she turned around to give doc a high five and he wasn't there
1: fucking like, Fuck, sick. oh he missed again. me funny again mm. like he would get the pop culture reference anyway no well he watches property brothers so you don't know yeah maybe he's gone back to the classics
0: so we're at B2BD in the office, and what do you know, Waverly and Hot are making out on Cleo's couch, which was supposed to be gone. And Jeremy's like, what the fuck? Why is that couch still here? Um, and they're like, "Um, no, we kept it because it's a nice place, you know, if we all just want to hang out together. Like, yeah, okay, hang out. Is that a thing now? Is that what queer lady kids are calling it these days? Which is a weird way to say it, the queer lady kids. Um, so Jeremy is coming in with books of archives of the old families of the GRT. And Hot mentions that it'll be good to have this information in case Wynonna can't find Peacemaker. And Jeremy immediately says that, oh, sh- she's going to find it. And Hot's like, yeah, well, I couldn't. And then Jeremy comes back with, uh, well, you weren't the, you aren't the herb heir. And then she says, would you have called more if I was? Ouch, things yeah. get a little awkward. And then Waverly asks the big question, where the fuck? is robin and he gets um jeremy gets all kind of like defensive and he's like robin's safe and um even when hot kind of comes at him he explains that there's like a lot of stuff going on while waverly was in the garden and that everyone was left behind to do what they had to do to survive so um Right then is when Hot starts doubling over in pain, like she's having a gallbladder attack or something. Like she just ate a Taco Bell. Yeah, and she's like, "Get me to the. I gotta or- make a run for the border. <laughs> By border, I mean the bathroom. You know, what we should have talked about when we were talking about Marshalls. Is that remember when we would go into Marshalls and immediately have to go? Like it was, st- <laughs> it was like a stress store.
1: I don't know why I had, I mean, I know why now, but I clearly had raging anxiety in my 20s and <laughs> <You 30s>. think? <laughs> because I had, like, the worst ideas of my life, and yeah. met, I'm like, that was a lifetime ago. Like, what was I so stressed about then? I didn't even <laughs> I have know. kids.
0: I don't know, but there was a TikTok of this woman who, like, she talks about every time she walks into a Marshalls or a Home Good, she immediately has to go to the. <laughs>
1: I'm like, that's when we coined the phrase pugency. <laughs> we would text each other and be like, FYI. I'm at Target, and I'm about to crap my pants. I'm having a pugency. Hashtag pugency. We are the coolest people to hang out with, I know. by the we way. Are we are selling ourselves. If you want to have
0: a good time and spend most of it in the bathroom or waiting for the other person in the bathroom, hang out with us. <laughs> I always have a modium in my pocket. That is the true story. She always has a modium. She has stock in the co- in the company. I'm loaded. I, I'm crying right now. You had Imodium at the drop of a hat. You're like, you're like, probably have some in this drawer right here. Like
1: I literally have tampons and emodium. And Every bag, <laughs> every car. Like, it's my fail-safe.
0: <laughs> they were always in your jean pockets. Do you have an uh, Yeah, I do.
1: I, this, I'm, I knock on wood. I have been, like, fine for gazillions of years. It's oh, the weirdest thing. What was I so stressed about? I don't know. So
0: anyways. anyways so <laughs> doubles over. Yeah, she doubles over in pain. Thinks I can not remember where I was. She's, like, walks away And then falls to her knees and pukes. And it looks like she walked into the office, further, like, into the office instead of, like, by a garbage can. She just, like, pukes all over the floor. Why didn't she go find a
1: bathroom? Yeah, exactly. She's literally just in someone else's office.
0: Thank you. Um, She gets down on on her knees and she, like, picks something right out of her puke. Which is it, like, a branch? Of course you would do that.
1: I think it was a bone. It looked like a wishbone or something.
0: Oh, my God. So this, this... Show this episode should have come with a trigger warning about people who are sensitive because we see so much vomit in this episode. It's and then the noises,
1: Casey. The behind the scenes, they take like this giant syringe of like oatmeal y shit. Stop now, it in her mouth
0: until she holds up her hand
1: like it's enough, and then she spits it out.
0: No, we're good. Thank all the so
1: awards much. go to Cat Burrell
0: for the oatmeal so barf much. alone. Okay. Man, So, um. anyway, I couldn't tell what it was. But if you say it's a wishbone, I'll believe you. So then there's there's all of a sudden a flashback going on. And Hot's standing in front of Ma'am um, saying that she can't wait anymore, that it's been over a year. And Ma'am's like, yeah, I'd like to help, but uh, the price is going to be steep. That's Ma'am's voice. <laughs>
1: that's how you're doing yeah you're really (laughs) committing to the bit. uh
0: yeah uh,
1: is she fixing cars too (laughs) is she the mechanic now
0: she could be she has them at her ranch (laughs) so she's like like... (laughs) yeah okay anyway so she's like um but the price is gonna be steep but the price is gonna be steep So Hot is begging her and she said that she's going to do anything to get her back. And ma'am's like, even this? And then she whispers in her ear something. Even this? (laughs) Thank
1: you. (laughs) It's ma'am's bedroom talk.
2: (laughs) Even
0: even
1: this? It's because she doesn't have water on her night's table.
0: Probably. (laughs) She's very parched. She also looks like a heavy smoker. Hot's like, uh, she seems like a little shocked. Like whatever she whispered in her ear. Or maybe her breath was really bad. She looks like somebody that would have, like, halitosis or something going like on. Anyway, so um, she looks shocked. And uh, she says that she's going to do it as long as, as ma'am saves them from the garden. And then ma'am does this, like, f- Anne's fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're back to current time. And Hot's still doubled over. Now Waverly is by her side. And she's all concerned about Hot. And then hot says that she's remember, she gets real nervous and she's like, I'm remembering things. I did something I did. Something was terrible. Whatever I did was terrible. And um, while you were in the garden and she goes on, like she was going to explain what happened while she was gone, while Waverly was gone in the garden. And um, she again, and we see it of course, and it contained Frogss.
1: Frogs. It's a cute little frog, just like Wimbit
0: in her vomit, and
1: naturally
0: that affected me for the rest of the evening.
1: (laughs) Oh, it! I couldn't
0: stop thinking of it. Your
1: reactions. In fact,
0: I went upstairs and I was like, I, I was gagging still.
1: (laughs) You got yourself so wound up over it. You were like.
0: the, you don't understand my relationship with frogs is
1: not good. Well, you told me all about it. It sounds a little messed up. What did frogs ever do to you?
0: I don't know. And I'm thinking, did I black something out as a child? You know what it is? Is that I'm afraid that they're gonna all of a sudden just jump in my face or I don't know. Nicole's like
1: literally on her knees begging ma'am to help her get Waverly back. Yeah, like, she was on her I hands. just do not like this whole vulnerable side of her. No, and how does Sad. she know that
0: ma'am would be able to help her? There's a lot of unanswered questions. Word gets like,
1: around. Like, I don't know. Maybe she asked someone at Pier 1's and was like,
0: she found hey. it on. <laughs> she TikTok. found it on one of those <laughs> boards. Like by a supermarket in the entrance of a supermarket where everybody puts their business it was
1: on next door she was like she went on next door and was like ISO somewhat lost in search of I have a lost connection missing my friends I need someone who can get them back
0: and ma'am was
1: like bling (laughs) <laughs> i got you boo
0: i got you boo. i got you,
1: boo <laughs> meet me at the no, now you're sounding ranch. like cookie monster it's more like i have like two accents cookie monster and a <laughs> jamaican
0: person no you that's don't. it no you don't <laughs> you have one accent <laughs> cookie monster don't even throw the jamaican. i won't i'm not gonna so then
1: okay so yes Present day, she's doubled over. She's barfing. Waverly's like, "What's happening?" I would be like, "What the fuck did you eat?" Now, I would not have. Well, first of all, I'm not super nurturing. Like, no, you are trouble.
0: <laughs> trouble. You wouldn't bring her up. I bucket? probably would have been
1: laughing and been like, "Oh my god, what did you fucking eat?" And a scrunchie. I would have held your hair back. I would have held your hair back. You're but also, person. but also vomit. I can't know if someone vomits and I smell it, I'm for sure gonna puke. I'm gonna puke thinking about it right now. <laughs> Thank you. Can <Come> we
0: <laughs> talk about it? We're
1: done. so reactive. Anyway, Nicole's like, I just have to say this because my notes I say, Nicole says it's all coming back to her now. And I was like, coming it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Canadian Celine Dion, can't miss that opportunity. <laughs> Throw that in. But anyway, yeah, Jeremy's like, oh, my God, you ate a billion frogs back at the GRT museum. And the movie's still playing and Wyatt's
0: telling this. <laughs> like this what, is longest interview for of Wyatt Earp in the what was it? 1800s. They got a lot the of film going on. Like
1: the museum's been there forever and like they've never heard this story before. Right. Like in their history classes or anything like they didn't play this movie. They didn't wheel up the AV projector. card and play this, yeah. And the movie's still playing. Wyatt's telling a story of how Doc saved his life, and Wayne is like, "Who's the shooter that tried to kill Wyatt?" And Doc says he doesn't really know, and that he never asked because any man who would shoot another man in the back does not deserve to be known or remembered. Um, and again, this is like this whole newfound Doc thing, yeah. where like he's kind of got this like holier than thou, like he's very like trying to make amends with the past kind of stuff. It's it's different. And then they're looking at photos on the wall and Winona makes a comment about like, you kind of miss it, huh? The olden days. And he says, well, the rules were simpler then. And then Winona says, like, don't try to steal our baby as she's looking at this photo and who's in the photo, but Rosita from the olden days. She makes a comment about how that if the revenants were still around, she would be the first one she sends back when she gets peacemaker. And then Wyatt starts talking in the movie about the OK Corral. And he goes on to tell the story of the Clantons and how it was Doc who shot first. And Doc's like, that's not true. I didn't shoot first. And then Wyatt says that he was a loose, a talented loose cannon and that he would just roll Doc off of whatever whore he was enjoying at the time and point him in the direction of someone who needed to get got. Uh, I went and I was like, don't really worry about it. Like old geezers, they tend to remember things the way they want to and not the way they actually happened. And Doc's like, yeah, well, I don't really have the luxury of, you know, forgetting things that happened because like he doesn't grow old anymore, right? hmm Winona tells him, "Yeah, well, maybe next time you shouldn't make a deal with a stone witch and then become a vampire." She wonders what Wyatt would think of all this, and she said, "Do you think he would be proud of me?" Doc says, "I'm no longer certain that you would be proud of him." Right. And then they leave the museum to finish what they came to do.
0: Then we're in the trailer. I'm assuming it's a trailer. I don't really know the place, the house uh, at the ranch in Cleo and Holt are cooking up dinner. Cleo is cutting an onion. I don't know who has taught these people how to cut onions on the show, but she's looks like she's using the dullest knife in the whole thing. And she's making massive sections of onion. And then she rubs her, her hand that she's cutting with on her eye. So she's like crying and tearing up and it's crazy. And then of course, man comes in and she's in some sort of fucking mood. And uh, she says that she's been obsessed about what happened at the OK Corral. And how it wiped out the entire clan. Um, but she knows now that it's time for a celebration, and she's getting a bottle of booze out of her something. So uh, Holt grabs some some cup or some glasses, and they all come around the table. She says that um, she's been worried about who's going to get her gift, like her, carry on her legacy. She saw something on Oprah.com that says, I will not give my power over to the circumstances of my life. Very
1: Oprah. So deep.
0: Mm-hmm. She says that um, she set the wheels in motion to end the Erps, And Cleo and Holt kind of like want to know what the fuck is going on. They're really kind of standoffish to her at this point, And they want more details. And she says that the Erps don't deserve death. They deserve to be s- destroyed by one another.
1: My other big takeaway here was that um, she says that when she dies, well, she needs to decide like who she's going to pass down her charm to, which one of her children when she dies. And she uses the word charm. And then I'm like, oh, so that means she's a witch, right? Because witches have charms. So I guess I never really made that connection that that's, I mean, I knew she was, fucked up could do magic whatever I didn't really but so she's witches have charms so she must be some kind of witch mm. I don't know maybe other people already made that connection we're at Shorty's, and Nedley's just cursing the damn women's softball league as he cleans up some broken glass we all know how they can be just uh-huh. reckless whiskey soaked and reckless <laughs> and uh that's when Nicole busts in saying that she needs some booze and he's like you look like you need an ambulance." Jeremy says that whatever's wrong with her cannot be fixed with modern medicine. And Nedley says, well, have you tried chicken soup in a one day at a time marathon? So Which is fantastic. a little bit of a nod to the writers at one day at a time because they also fought a show's cancellation. Really? Anyway, Nicole says that she needs tequila to get the taste of these frogs out of her mouth. And Nedley's like, hold up. Did she say frogs? So yeah, apparently Nicole did something terrible, but every time she tries to tell them what it was, she starts barfing up the frogs. Nedley points out that, well, with all the new creatures in town, it could be anything. And he goes on to list like, it could be a warlock. It could be an incubus. It could be a SpongeBob. Nicole tries to say something again. And Waverly's like, no, no, no. You shut your frog hole. And then Nicole's like, well, just give me a pen. Maybe I can just write it down if I can't say it. And then she starts writing down on a piece of paper, on a napkin. And then she holds it up and Jeremy's like, Sperm, but no, she drew tadp- tadpoles, and he's like, Oh, that makes more sense. And she's just exasperated because she was, she was trying to write words, but now it's like she can't even write it. And no, it still comes out frogs. Natalie says, Well, maybe we should focus on, um, instead of focusing on the cause, maybe we should focus on a cure,
0: right? I did like when uh, Jeremy said that anytime somebody tries guessing it, that uh, it's a big bomb.com.
1: Let's <laughs> start using that <laughs> com.
0: So Winona and Doc are still in the museum and they're looking at this painting on the wall and it's just like this, you know, abstract painting. It's called A Woman Scorned. Actually, Winona is talking about different ways that they could um, steal the painting. Like she could dress up like Catwoman and whatever, all these things. Doc is like, well, or we could just grab it. So he does. He grabs it off the wall and they just walk out the door. Just tucks it under his arm. Yeah. Then they walk out the door and Doc says that you know, they were told that once they procure, procured the painting, the collectors would appear. So Winona now takes the painting in her hands and she points out this Celtic knot on the building. And um, she's like, look at that big old tramp stamp. And Doc explains that it's a Celtic sister's knot and it symbolizes sisterhood and the strong bond that women share. And then these crazy ass bells start chiming super loud, like church bells or something. And they're covering their ears and bending over because it, it hurts so much. And then it stops. Doc stands up and looks around. And, of course, winona has gone. She just turns up in a convent. The sanctuary of, of the scorned woman. Oh name of the painting so the nun actually knows winona um we're not sure if that's good or a bad thing and then she goes on to explain that the sanctuary is for women who have lost their way women like winona and winona's like uh says who mother inferior i'm exactly where i want to be and then we see this woman on a board and these nuns are pouring water on her waterboarding her yeah i was like what the fuck um and winona explains that she's just there because they have something that belongs to them, and vice versa. And the nun um, says that some sort of spell over the painting after Winona sets the painting on this um, this little mini table easel. And the nun starts saying some sort of spell over the painting, and then splashes it with holy water. This whole new painting appears, and she, the nun, says they don't want the painting; they want the woman who is in the painting. And Winona says that all I want is my sword gun back so the nun takes her into this big room filled with weapons which is what was mentioned earlier and uh winona calls out to peacemaker but it's not working i don't know what she's i don't know what we're expecting peacemaker to do like glow get up fly to her i'm not positive what's supposed to happen but whatever is supposed to happen isn't and the nun brings up the idea that maybe it's not uh coming to her because the mission uh that it was needed for is actually completed and then she suggests the nun suggests that maybe it's time for her to have life, a life of peace, but how the fuck is she supposed to do that when the monsters keep coming and coming? And also why would she want that? Cause obviously Winona thrives off of a little bit of little drama ideas, and action but, and whatever.
1: Well, back at the museum, <laughs> I wanted to point out this because it came up today. So there's this part where Winona says, um, the real person who was scorned was the doink who actually paid money for this. Oh, yeah, of that's art, right. Right. But it's funny because just today, Noel Carbone tweeted that one of the writing structures that they created and refer to in the writer's room is called the doink doink cry, which I thought was funny because this is also a noel episode so yeah she uses the word doink in this episode and then just today she's referring to this doink doink cry um structure that they use so i thought that was like a really weird coincidence that it just happened to that and then this episode is a noel episode also um so i point that out it's a funny tweet and she- Yeah. At the nunnery. Casey, you love nuns. I'm so excited to see a nun. Yeah. Uh, She makes like funny uh, sister act references. The nun or the sister, what's the head nun called? Head Um, nun in charge? What? no mama nun
0: queen mary I don't
1: know. <laughs> no we I don't, don't even know, know. <laughs> when it was like i'm not really a habit kind of gal unless those habits include cheap whiskey and broody men oh yeah and so the nun's like oh no i'm releasing i think you've you misunderstood me i'm releasing these women from the judgments they have placed on themselves and she offers oh, yeah. to do the same for winona so that was interesting and then yeah she's just she calls peacemaker like where are you at mama and she's telling it to come like it's a dog or something
0: i thought it was real interesting that this whole room in the convent was all just rando what did weapons. they call it earlier
1: things that have things yeah that have yeah long been forgotten yep. or something. Yeah.
0: weapons that have long been forgotten what else
1: is in there what are those i things? would love
0: Story. to look i would love to look it's like a suit of armor to... in there okay also is this is that the uh, nun that, remember in our other podcast, we were talking about Halloween costumes and you dressed up as a nun from this show. Is that her? We don't. It's...
1: Something's yet to come. Damn it. That's next week's episode. Which, did you notice that this episode isn't the title of a country or
0: Western song? Um, I was going to bring that up.
1: Back of the glory hole. Eamon is there saying that just once he would like someone to show up with flowers because there's Doc with a gun in his face. And Doc's like, you know what? If this painting was just a ruse to get rid of Winona, you're fucked, dude. And Eamon's like, dude, you got to be careful what you say. And then he points over his shoulder because Holt's there. And he's like, if it was a trap, it wasn't set by me. Eamon says that he doesn't pick sides. He's only in it for himself. And he asks Doc if that sounds familiar. Doc doesn't uh, appreciate him comparing himself to him. And uh, Eamon says that it's a compliment and it's how they have both managed to survive for centuries.
0: All I have is uh, Eamon is exhausting. (laughs)
1: Like I am over (laughs) this. Stop talking. (laughs) Right. So anyways, Doc goes over to Holtz and he's going to introduce himself and Holtz like, you know what? Cut the shit. We both know who each other are. What do you really want? He's like, why are you drinking in a demon bar? I was like, I just wanted a beer because Purgatory's dry now. And uh, Doc's like, blah, blah, blah. Clanton's are a bold lot. They do this whole drawing on each other bullshit. Ugh, yeah. I know. It's like this whole pissing contest, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, Doc says, whatever side we fight on, the blood we shed to win the war will damn us all. And Holt's like, man, I just wanted a fucking drink after work. He's like, this isn't a war; it's just a town, and it's filled with women that would both have a spite to the death. And then he slams his drink
0: and And leaves out of there. Yeah, it's pretty much just a pissing match. That whole scene, like, which they should have just measured their wieners and then it's just like this whole
1: honorable thing, right? Doc's like, who's honorable? Who's not? (laughs) Who's yeah
0: blah 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 so we're back at the homestead and Hot's sitting by the fire um waverly comes in and covers her with her blankets really sweet and hot's apologizing but waverly doesn't mind taking care of her at all and is willing to do it for the rest of their lives and hot's like oh yeah i guess we have to talk about that engagement thing hmm and, um, has this kind of like sour look on her face, which at that point I would have been like, let's just drop it now. I mean, her stomach let's, is sour. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. I, sorry. You know what? No, we don't need to talk about it now. You just be quiet and get better. And also you don't seem excited about it. So no. Yeah. Um, do you even so, want to
1: know the answer at this point? No. Like,
0: yeah. Like, let's not, now talk you'd, about I'd
1: just be scared.
0: It. Right. So Waverly wants to talk about it, um, but it's catching this, this vibe and says that, you know what, I know that it's hard to make it a priority when that you're barfing, when you're barfing amphibians. Um, so, you know, again, at this point, I would just completely drop it. And when Jeremy-
1: When is like, you know, but I also know that, you know, knowing you, how bad could it be? You know, right. you, you say you did something terrible, but how bad could it be? You're Nicole. You're like the best. The best. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is,
0: Casey?
2: Oh, what do i think it is mm-hmm.
0: she um birthed a child yeah you just said she birthed a child yeah i think that nicole had a kid and that she um okay this is what i think two things i have two yeah. options let me get comfortable here it's either that um ma'am needed somebody to you know hand down her legacy Two or whatever, her charms. Um, charms, yeah. So she doesn't trust um thing one and thing two back at the house. So she needed a whole new kid. And so um she, she got Nicole knocked up and she had a pregnant, she had a baby who happens to not be around. We haven't seen it yet, but it's there. Okay. Okay. And that's who um she's going to pass on her charms too the second thing i think is that ma'am is prepping nicole to be her um heir and uh that um the thing is is that nicole said that yeah i'll be the i'll be the clanton heir in your place because i'll join you kind of thing to yahoo's Mm -hmm. i don't know that for sure but
1: that would be my guess and then jeremy comes in with the book and he's found three possible cures what are those
0: yeah, so he he's found three different things that it could be. Um, or I mean, sorry, he he's found three different cures that they could use. So the first one is a spell reflecting ceremony, which doesn't sound like it would be a bad thing. But if it goes wrong, um, she could actually turn into a demon dog. She'll pass on that because she's definitely a cat person, not a dog person. The second Which is one, funny because a cat in real life is a dog person. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, so that was a hard line to say. <laughs> number two um is actually an exorcism but that where they drowned her uh which doesn't sound appealing um and then number three is they make this very specific soup uh the worst case scenario in that is that her intestines would turn into snakes if the soup wasn't put together exactly correct
1: so it doesn't sound bad at all it sounds like something i got in a purple carrot meal last week
0: like yeah Exactly. Yeah. It didn't sound bad at all. So hot decides, um, yeah, the snakes the snake gut soup sounds good. And uh, she gets noshs again and runs out, but as she's running out, she pukes on Winona who's running in. And the only thing that Winona says is, What in unholy hell have you been eating? Just exactly what I would have said. I would have screamed looking for a fire to burn my shoes in because no. I would never, but then the worst, even worse than that is Jeremy's like, yeah, I'll take care of it. And what does he do? He sweeps it. He no, he, he mopped had, it. No, that was a broom. Was it? I thought it was a mop. I'm pretty sure we should go back and look because it. I'm 99.9% Either sure way, It's it gross.
1: Like get a paper towel and wipe it up or burn the house
0: down. I don't they already did that. <laughs> they already had a fire. Just move Gross um and so then he mentions that she puked the um Dagobah I think it's called system which is I did google that and it's um a swamp covered planet in Star Wars where actually Yoda ends up calling his home I feel really smart knowing that I shouldn't have said I googled it I should have just played it off like I played it off let's redo that (laughs) (laughs) so um then we see Waverly like continuing to call Rachel and Rachel's still at the... um it's dark out now. She's been you. gone
1: all freaking day. streetlights have come out. on, Rachel. You need to come home.
0: Not only is it dark out, but she's, like, standing and walking around underneath the lights uh, the, that are in the yard or whatever, this junkyard. There's a fire going on in the fire pit. And she's, like, just walking around like it's no big whoop. Like, oh, okay, I'm here and... But then she does think of something um, pro- kind of smart where she calls Billy's phone. And Billy's phone, you can hear ringing in the background. So she follows it. Mm-hmm.
1: But nobody notices her, her lurking around this junkyard?
0: That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like nobody has seen her just randomly walking around and unless they said think she be
1: home tear. for dinner. What time do they eat dinner?
0: Right. It's. Yeah. Totally
1: it's messed to up. Set us and they're demons around. Like it's time for a search party.
0: But also, though, remember Wynona was like, just let her be. Yeah. Don't worry about it. She'll do what, she, what she's gonna do, just let We're her be. We're dealing with Nicole Barfing. We got bigger things to do. Back at the homestead,
1: and Winona comes out to the porch with an apology beer. And she's like, you know, Waverly told me everything. Sorry about this whole spew a Palooza. And Winona thinks that the Clantons came after her. Um because of Winona, and that Nicole is this victim. And Nicole's like, it wasn't you. Um, Winona's is still not listening. And she's like, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't want to join this family after all with the revenants and the frogs and who knows what else is coming, locusts, hail. Nicole says, you know, it would take a lot more than some Eg- Eg- Egyptian plague to keep me from wanting to marry your sister. And Wynona's like, well, then what are you two waiting for? And Nicole says she's afraid that Waverly's not going to want to marry her when she finds out what she did. And uh, Nicole's like, you know what? Or Waverly's like, ugh, not Waverly. Winona's like, you know, I really want to ask you what it is, but I know you're just going to barf. And um, she's like, well, here's what I know that you didn't do. You didn't give up on us when we were in the garden for a year and a half. Um, and that's a long time to keep the faith. And Nicole says, well, which is weird because she didn't start puking here. And I thought she would for sure, because it seemed like she actually got some information out. She's like, you know, I didn't give up. Not at first, but eighteen months went by, and I woke up one day, um, and that's when she starts gagging. Yeah, and I was like, okay, 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 something happened. I get it. And she changes the subject and is like, "You want to hear my sub story?" And she's like, "Yeah, I really do." She tells her how Peacemaker rejected her, and um, Nicole's like, "Do you want me to frog barf on her?" Which I think is cute that she refers to Peacemaker as her. So her, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that Nicole is a good enough friend that she knows that. Her friend refers to her gun as her. Anyways, so she's like, you know, I've got this picture. I got to find out, you know, who this woman in this painting is. Nicole's like, oh, that's that's at Steve Gulch. And she goes on to say how that she had to rescue these two guys named Steve one time who fell while bouldering. And oh, yeah, they were both stuck naked. Winona <laughs> says there are no good men left. Nicole says definitely not Steve's. And <laughs> then... Doc pulls up and Charlene and Nicole's looking at him and she just immediately starts barfing and goes back inside. And um, she goes straight inside to the cure that Waverly's cooking on the stove and she just grabs it and she's like in a trance again, like she was with the drill and she dumps it all out into the sink. And then she goes to the knife pen drawer and grabs a knife.
0: We're at the barn and Winona's, and Doc are talking and they're talking about Peacemaker and stuff. And Doc is like, Well, are you certain it was there? And she's like, Yeah, but she couldn't make it come. And then she goes, That's what she said. <laughs> Maybe it's because she's isn't the heir anymore. She's not sure. Um, like like the curse is broken, so she yeah, doesn't she's have feeling any control. Like kind of sorry
1: for herself.
0: Yeah. Um, but she wants to know. she wants to know something from doc and um she wants to know what he meant at the museum about why she wouldn't be proud of wyatt um and then he goes on to say about uh because they were immortalized as heroes for murdering a family and then goes on to talk about the bloodline and a lot of detaily stuff Mm -hmm. that whatever and um that maybe they should make peace instead of carrying on this case this ridiculousness and winona is completely over the piece the gandhi talk as she says um but then we see what like hot speaking in the behind dock through the door of the barn and she comes up and throws a freaking huge knife and barely misses um winona and it gets stuck in the board behind her um and then she has a bigger knife like a big huge cleaver or something like that and that's when doc grabs her and they actually get the knife away from her and waverly walks in to see all of this chaos and is freaked out and they're like no she started it um and also you better look away because uh gingers are bleeders and she goes up and punches hot um There's blood, of course, and Doc gets all kind of growly. And uh, she realizes that um, there's some voodoo shit going on. And Winona is ready to storm the castle. And by castle, she means ranch. And by storming, she means kill. And they're going to put the kill back into kill lanterns. But Doc is all, during her big speech, is all next to her, like sniffing these clothes. And um, they turn out to be Hot's clothes. They smell like. Fuel. And also, this is when Hot freaks out, grabs the, the clothes that he was smelling, and pulls out the lighter that was in her pocket, which is the same lighter that she used in the beginning, opening scene when she lit Winona's cigar. So they realize that um, Hot set the fire. And um, they Winona wants to go like stat and start getting the Clantons and doing whatever she's doing, but, um, hot and Waverly are like, no, 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 You need peacemaker. Um, it's way too dangerous. If you don't have peacemaker, it's like a suicide mission and doc agrees. So plan a they come up with is first, obviously, and they need to find the woman in the painting and bring her to the sanctuary. And then they go on to plan. If like plan B, I guess if that doesn't work, um, They'll go on to like trying to just get the clans, I guess. I don't know. That would be plan B without Peacemaker. So Waverly then gets the instructions to tie a pot, which she says wouldn't be the first time. Um, and Doc and Winona get ready to go to the Steve Gulch. Um, and so they take off. Then we go into the kitchen where Waverly is trying to tie a pot into, in a chair with this big old thick rope. It's obviously not working. And hot is like, no, you have to make it tighter. You have to make it tighter. Um, so then she finally tells Waverly just go upstairs and get the handcuffs from under the bed. And that's when Jeremy's like, (coughs) like, I'm still here. dumbasses. I heard you say that gross. Um, so Waverly leaves and hot and Jeremy have like this conversation just by using their eyes. Like they know what, what each other is thinking. Um, and uh she's like, Jeremy's like, uh, no, nope, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not doing it.
1: I went back up to the part where like Winona's feeling all like sad about herself and down on herself. And she's like, you know, this doesn't make any sense anymore. Um, and that she's not much of anything now anymore, now that she's not the heir. And he quietly says, You are everything. Oh. So um and then at the Magpie Ranch, we are back to seeing Rachel following the sound of Billy's phone. And when she finds it, there are 22 missed calls from Rachel, little cuckoo, and a bunch of text messages from her going back for like the past three days. He ha- she hasn't been able to find him. And one of the text messages says, have you been
0: to the dentist? Oh my God, it did. Damn it. I didn't <laughs> see that. <laughs>
1: I was cracking up, um, but right behind her, as she's reading the text messages and stuff on his phone, he's standing right behind her, but she can't see him because he's a freaking reaper now. And she gets chills. Yeah, like it's almost like like her breath is
2: mm-hmm. cold too.
1: And then we're in the bedroom, and Waverly's getting the handcuffs, the pink fuzzy cuffs she keeps under her bed. And Nicole's like, here, let me, I'm the pro because, you know, she's the cop, or at least she used to be. And she says this all sweetly. And then she looks at her and says, I just need you to know one thing. I love you, Waverly Earp. And no matter what happens, those those are the truest words I'll ever speak. And she cuffs Waverly to the bed. And Waverly gets so pissed off and it's adorable how fiery she gets and she starts yelling at Jeremy to do something. And he says, I am, but you're not going to like it. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And Jeremy asks Nicole, like, are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, no, but you know, we don't have any other choice. And Waverly realizes like what's about to happen. And she just
0: screams, no, I'm going to kill you. And then what happens? Then we're back at, um, we're back at the bar and Nedley's, it's like cleaning up still from the softball league or another softball hot comes in and she is like right up in Nedley's face saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I tried to kill you. I should never have given up. Like she's going on and on about these things that um, she's feeling about Nedley right, right. Then um, you know, that he's been there for her for like through everything and supporting her. And um he realizes that she's going to ask for help. And he says that he'll do whatever she needs. She's like, well, that's a big ask. I need you to kill me. <laughs> it's like in her funny voice.
1: Now we're at Steve Gulch. And Doc and Winona are walking a big long walk.
0: In the, the freezing snow. cold
1: freezing with cold. hardly
0: any clothes on. Yep. Yep.
1: But that scarf, she's got a really cute scarf. Um, and they're walking to Steve Gulch. And she's like, this is a stupid name. And he's like, well, this is finally something we agree on. And Winona comments on how he's turned into a real Jane Fonda all of a sudden. He <laughs> makes a joke about the workout. Um, and then she says, you know, being the ERP heir is the only job she's ever been good at besides strip club DJ. And I'm like, wait a minute. So Aphrodite wasn't a stripper? She was a DJ? Like Maybe. in my head, I always thought that when she said that her name was Aphrodite and she worked at, Uh, Pussy Willows. I just assumed she was a stripper
0: there. Yeah, I think she was a stripper. Maybe it was like she did part-time DJing and part-time stripping. Uh, Maybe she was also a fill-in bartender. We don't know.
1: We don't know. She could have had had her many hats.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: And she's like, um, just because you're rejecting your legacy doesn't mean that I have to reject mine. And it appears they have all of a sudden found their scorned woman. Winona yells, Oi, lady, you're coming with us.
0: And she turns around and who is it? Rosita I had a feeling it was gonna be her did you feel the painting mm-hmm. um and then seeing her in that picture the photo mm, that was there yeah I was like was
1: like why all of a sudden are we bringing her back Zita?
0: Up? yeah also didn't they see the big gulch as they were walking toward it I mean it was massive mm. so we're back at Shody's. And Waverly walks in, and there is chaos happening. She sees Jeremy drowning, hot, saying something about her. Um, her, what did he say? Something about her, her survival like survival. Yeah, her, her survival instincts, instincts are, are kicking. Yep, kicking in. Um, and then Nedley's in the background, waving, wearing some like big ass wolf hat or something like that, and chanting these chants out of the book that Jeremy had. Um, and then Jeremy turns around and see Waver- sees Waverly there. And he says, I know how this looks and I'm asking you to trust us. And that's it. And see. And we see hot just in the water. Like eyes open, like dead. D-E-A-D.
1: So yeah, everything's slow motion. And he comes to Waverly to say that, but he's also like speaking directly to the camera, right? Mm -hmm. And to the urpers saying, I know how this looks, but I'm asking you to trust us. And that was basically the writers saying to the audience, the urpers like, trust us. Really? I know, this, I know this looks bad, it's gonna be okay. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I also couldn't tell though if it was a dream sequence. Is it? It was very weird because it's like
1: muted, like it's slow-mo, but the sound is weird. It's almost like Uh
0: the ears are plugged. It it seemed like a dream sequence, like the way she comes in, the camera work, the way that the lens was, like everything.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: Also, I asked Kat about this scene in a video call that I did with her Mm -hmm. because... Like she's talked about shooting this scene before in interviews about how like the water was warm, it was like a spa. They kept it like super warm for her, mm. even though it was supposed to be like cold water. It's fake ice cubes floating in there, um, and that she was kind of loopy from being in the warm water all day. Kind of like if you're in a, if you're in a hot tub too long, you get kind of like. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I asked her if it was scary to shoot the scene at all, because. For me, like I don't know if you've ever been like held underwater as a <sighs> kid, like yes. people who play water games, mm-hmm. like I'm not a fan. I think it's you know that they're not trying to kill you, but it still they still don't feels know. absolutely mm-hmm. frightening.
0: You're completely um, out of control.
1: And so I was like, you know, explaining that to her, I'm like, you know, was that was that scary to shoot that scene? And she's like, No, I know what you're talking about. Um, but then she just went on about how much she like trusts Varoon and that she was like barely held under. Um, you know it was a very lightweight and that she felt like she had complete control of it the whole Mm -hmm. time that she could come up whenever she wanted to Mm -hmm. Um, and then she just said that like you know maybe in different circumstances or you know on a different show or with a different actor she wouldn't have had that level of comfort but Mm -hmm. on this show and with Varun she absolutely felt super safe Mm -hmm. and confident Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you know she was fine yeah oh that's good god just watching that scene yeah like, i didn't like I, it at all even though it's it's acting like you're still mm-hmm. like some of it's still real right right yeah it's not like special effects he's still no. yeah underwater and yeah someone's
0: hovering over you yeah that's like the scariest one of the scariest things for me is something like yeah. oh mm-mm. um
1: all right so we have an email and some dms and some real mail so Let's start with an email from Lyra. Hi, Anne. Hi, Casey. This is Lyra, your resident French Redmond. Uh, In the I'm Scared episode, you wondered if Winona had ever had anyone respond to her high fives before Jeremy does. And I have a memory of her and Waverly high fiving in maybe uh, episode two of season season one as Winona exits the BBD office in the cop shop while eating a donut. So at least once she did. Question for Casey: Did you understand the underlying message of Jeremy telling to Waverly uh, to trust them as he looked straight into the camera as a message from the writing room to the earpers?
2: No idea. Talked
1: about this while debriefing the episode. If so, just ignore the question.
0: No, I just. Sorry. Yeah, you did tell me. (laughs) Um, uh,
1: I can't wait for you to see the next one because of reasons. I was a mess afterwards. Also, we need to get Kat Burrell an award for her acting in the entirety of this season. You haven't seen it all yet, trust me. But what you saw is really uh, pretty impressive already. Thinking, And she says, I'm thinking about what's coming in 406 and 4B. Uh, okay, scratch that. They all deserve an award. I <laughs> mm, mm. anyway, hope you enjoy this episode and can't wait to hear you react to the next one. Take care, Lyra.
0: Mm, that was nice.
1: Um, you know what I'm getting confused about with the high fives is... You're right. Winona has gotten high fives before, but never from Nicole. Oh, she's always been left hanging by Nicole. Mm-hmm. So that's where uh, the confusion is lying. Is that uh, so? She got a fist bump in the dream sequence mm-hmm. from Nicole, mm-hmm. but has she, up until the dream sequence, gotten a high five?
0: A high me? five. That's something I look forward to when I watch it again
1: So then we have a DM message on Twitter from Maya I am loving the podcast. It's so nice to have some fresh Winona content and hearing you and Casey discuss each episode is like I'm experiencing them for the first time so much fun. anyways, I'm concerned because what will happen when you've finished season four Will that be the end? Thanks so much for irping. Uh, erping it up and can't wait for the next episode. Um, we don't think it's going to be the end. We're going to find other ways to talk about herp content as far as we can tell.
0: Um, well, and we're really and- hoping for a season five.
1: Yes. We're not going, obviously
0: there there's going to be some time. Five, right. mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah, we're thinking maybe we'll watch some panels and discuss the panels. Uh, talk about cons we go to. Maybe get some thoughts from you guys and have some of you guys on talking about some of your favorite episodes. Maybe some things you catch in the rewatches. You'll mm-hmm. have fun going back. And maybe we'll just
0: discuss everything Casey's found on Twitter once she can find mm-hmm. it on I'm so gonna yeah. it's gonna be days and days and days of me just on Twitter. Deep, deep dive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We have uh, an update from Ashley on Twitter. She gave us an update on her wife's listening progress, and she had this to say. Uh, so like you, I've been asking her, her wife, after each episode, if she's an Earper. She fought <laughs> it for a while. Uh, I really lost her during the Gooverly storyline. A- anyways, we just finished the I'm All In episode. And as it was ending, she turned to me with tears in her eyes and said, I'm an Urper." Oh, sweet. <laughs> another one for the Urp team. Yay. Outside, Ashley. Oh, Ashley sweet. also says, the new kiddo's doing okay. And they're getting
0: some stuff. Oh, good. I'm
1: glad. <laughs> <laughs> we got this DM from Tay saying, okay. Well, I'm a gardener, and I've been binging your podcast this week. I just hit the Cat Burrell episode. Uh, I've been binging it while I work, and I've been thinking probably way too much about the Ghost River Triangle being in Canada slash Montana. Even though I think we can assume it's Canada because of the flight miles thing, I have more proof. When Doc was driving 140 in a 50 or whatever, and you two were like, hell no, he wasn't. Uh, It had to be kmh not mph which is how they measure miles in canada what's that kilometers per
0: <laughs> yes m- hour i don't know miles the, per hour. Uh, yeah i don't know but i know it's kilometers
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so 140 kmh is only 90 miles per hour anyways maybe you came to this conclusion uh, after the future episodes <gasps> oh, i really no. just wanted an excuse no we didn't we never really came back to that uh, I just really wanted an excuse to DM and tell you both that I'm truly loving the listening experience. Mm. Thanks, Tay. We have a voicemail. Oh, let me pull that up. What could what what could go wrong?
2: Uh, sorry if this sound is weird or like you can hear me like swallow or something. I don't know. Um, hi, it's Katie your favorite non-Northerner gals. Um, I just, my dad's calling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore that one. Call him back. Um, I just wanted to come to Alice's defense because she did not force us to leave voicemails. It was more of like a sneak attack thing. So you weren't like held against your will, but you were surprised by it, which is fine because I love leaving voicemails for you guys. Um, I would love to hear some of them though, because I can only imagine the level of chaos because it was an awesome time. Um, And actually there wasn't nearly as much drinking as one might think. Um, And, uh, oh, but it was really loud because it was a big echoey concrete floor room and 23 best friends and just kept getting louder. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was great. It was so great. Uh, love you guys. Bye.
1: Thank you for coming to Alice's defense and everybody else's defense, Katie. But the jury's still out. Maybe we should take Alice to pod court. Um, we have mail from our PO box from Amy. Uh, look at this. Actual
0: Nice. Cards.
1: A note from...
0: Amy. Oh, cute. This is a note from Amy.
1: I know. Personalized stationery. And this one says, Dear Anne and Casey, I love the idea of of a handwritten note, so I figured I'd send one along. Here's to keeping what feels like a bit of a dying art form alive. I discovered Winona Earp during the pandemic and haven't looked back since. Your podcast is a huge part of that and is giving a new life to my rewatches as I make my way from season one, episode one, all the way through season four again for the umpteenth time. I know you've heard this before, but listening to both of your takeaways, Anne's little hints, and Casey's first time joy of experiencing these episodes is truly a delight. I usually listen when walking my dog, and people used to know me as the girl with the little golden doodle, but now I think they know me as the crazy laughing girl with the little golden. <laughs> <two>. <laughs> While listening to one of your latest episodes, the topic of home came up and I felt compelled to write this. I loved both of your reactions to that word and how it ties into the show and fandom. It's, be- it's become home for so many, myself included. And you're part of that. Before I hopped over to the Herb Twitter, it was just little old me obsessing over the show. But now I've met so many wonderful people, it's become a family full of love, support and laughter. So before I ramble on for too much longer, I just want to say thank you for being a part of this home, for bringing the laughs and making it feel like I'm sitting down with two friends every time I hit play on your latest episode. I included some of my favorite herb stickers that remind me of home for each of you. I hope you can enjoy them. Sorry, few of them may be a bit spoilery for now. Oh. But they will have to wait until you finish season four. <coughs> It'll be worth the wait, though.
0: I will
1: continue to look forward to each epi- each and every new. I will continue to look forward to each and every new podcast episode, and cannot wait until. Cannot wait to hear all about your season four thoughts. Thank you for all the laughs. It truly is the best medicine. Much love, Amy at
0: Heller High Water. How nice. That was a really nice letter. We got two sets of all these. Oh my stickers. God. Okay. I-, I can't see them. Nope.
1: No see spoilery. Them. All right. Casey, if somebody wants to send us some snail mail to our PO, where can they send that?
0: Send it to Why Not Podcast at 1336 Moore, M-O-O-R-P-A-R-K Road, 1336 Moore Park Road, number 279 in Thousand Oaks, California, 91360. And as always, you can find us
1: on Twitter at Why Not P. You can find us online at whynot.com. You can buy merch, you can give us a voicemail, all kinds of fun stuff. Yes. Thank you so much. We love getting the mail. We love getting the voicemails. <sighs> so much fun.
0: You go check the mail like every day. I'm obsessed
1: with checking the mail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like super sad when there's not mail. I bet. I, I pick up my kids from... Uh, Well, before they went to school, I was picking them up from camp and Mm -hmm. I had to go past the house to go to the mail place. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, where are we going? I'm like, I'm checking the PO. And they're like, again, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I especially check like right before we record if I don't get there right away. (laughs) That's
0: funny. I know. Okay. Bye. Go bye. No, you live in California where you have different water. Bathroom water is the best water. It's the coldest water out of the sink in the bathroom. Where do you think I'm taking it from? The back of the toilet? It's the sink. It's the same sink. Um, what do you do? You water use- is hot here because it's California. You don't have cold water? I don't have something that
1: makes it cold on its way from wherever it comes from to the tap. How do I get cold
0: water then? Is it colder there? I don't think that's how it works. I think everybody has. There is nothing
1: in your house that's making your water cold unless it's like going through your refrigerator. It's just the temperature it is when it comes to you. They don't
0: pre cold it. They don't. Pretty sure they don't. But then why don't they? Why do they have two hot and a cold? I mean, it's not just hot and then sometimes it's cold. It doesn't run
1: through like a freezer before it comes to the sink. I don't know.
0: But it's you think cold it comes and wonderful. from the water plants <laughs> are cold you? Bucket? Are you questioning me or are you questioning yourself?
1: Well no, I'm questioning everything because I don't think there's something that makes it cold, but it does get a little colder the longer you run it sometimes.
0: see,
1: but not really. I think that's just in your head what why does this podcast become like an <laughs> existential? <laughs>
0: questioning
1: life's everything no i don't know but i'm gonna
0: find out but it is definitely why don't you go check the news what makes you know what they probably have i'll check the news oh i'm gonna check the news (laughs) you bet the trusted news source is what that is Mm -hmm. i'll forward you the tiktok i find about it
2: don't go on tiktok coming (laughs) right
0: back I am going to go on TikTok and you can't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me, girl. Don't go on TikTok. What's this? It's TikTok.